Welcome back to the City Stay in True to Yourself podcast. Our goal is to facilitate the necessary discussion of how to stay true to yourself. Our vision is to promote and stimulate thought to restore culture and self-determination. We facilitate discussions to value the self and community through scholarships and creative dialogues. This is a movement that promotes and displays conscious uniqueness and addresses the methods of valuing self and community. We are all individuals, but our experiences and emotions are unique to yourself. Let's join the movement. Follow us on Instagram at S-I-T-T-Y and check out the website to join the movement at www.staytrue2yourself.com. Hello? Hey, what's up, my guy? How you feeling? What's up, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How about you, bro? Shoot, I'm chilling, man. Just getting ready to uh, wind down so I can um, get ready for work tomorrow morning. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. It's Monday, uh, Money Mondays. That's good. That's a good way of looking at it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you for uh, joining the the podcast, man. Um, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Most appreciate it. It's a long time overdue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I uh, pretty much gonna ask you a couple questions just to, to give us a structure and everything. But apart from that, we're gonna talk about everything we can possible. Okay, bet sounds good. Yeah, but before we do that, uh, introduce yourself to the people. Uh, let them know who you are and uh, do your thing. Cool, man. Well, hey, my name is Christian. Um, I'm 24. I, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. More specifically, a city named um, Hawthorne, which is next to Inglewood. Um, after going to high school, I went to Cal State Dominguez Hills. Um I majored in psychology. Uh, while there, I joined a couple organizations, um, one of which was Phi Beta Sigma, and that's how I met my boy, Tex. Uh, wow. after, <laughs> after, um, after graduating, um, um, I decided to um, pursue a master's degree in nursing, actually. Um, I ended up not getting the uh, acceptance letters I wanted in California because it was this crazy competitive. So I ended up venturing out to Illinois and I find myself right now in um, Pekin. I'm sorry, Pekin, uh, Peoria, Illinois. A lot of people don't know about it, but it's about two hours away from um, Chicago and, and uh, St. Louis. So I'm finishing up school out here for nursing and um, yeah, um, I'm a big, I'm a big reader of the Bible, um, and I'm sure you guys gonna get some more info based on the questions that he asked. But that's just a little brief statement on myself. Okay, for sure. Well, uh, welcome, welcome. We uh, we appreciate you here at City Man for joining in to share some words of wisdom, and I would love to say you know blue fi all day. Yeah. Uh, and just to get started, man. So you talked about, you know, your journey a little bit. Um, can you kind of expand a little bit on kind of the, the things that, you know, inspired you to stay motivated and kind of expand that upon yourself and how you did that? Well, it keeps me motivated. Um, Man, there's a lot of things that I want to achieve in life um, growing up. Of course, it's like every other kid. There's a whole bunch of things that I wanted, but I just didn't have. So, um, honestly, uh, when I was young, my motivating factor was, um, you know, trying to get what the next person has. Then as I grow, grew older, um, my thoughts, my thoughts changed, especially in regards to motivation, um, 
my motivation now would be just to make my family happy and um, be able to support my own uh, a family of my own. So um, pursuing my career and making sure that I'm financially stable and, um, you know, um, spiritually grounded is important. So I'll be able to manage my family adequately. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, it's, uh, I give you, I give you props for that, man. I, I resonate with what you said there in terms of, you know, uh, finding different ways to keep yourself motivated. You know, it can be spiritually, um, your family, um, and everything you covered. So in terms of your accomplishments so far, uh, can you kind of talk about what is your biggest accomplishment so far and explain why you feel like that's one, one of your biggest accomplishments? Biggest accomplishment. Um, I'll say probably graduating from college because um, I remember when I was in high school, I didn't even want to go. So graduating college and then um, just being able to help people out that come from the same background as me. That's a, that's always like just a big milestone because um, when I was younger, I didn't really all, I didn't, I didn't have the opportunity to see a a black man that graduated college that uh, traveled around, you know, the world and had an experience that I had. So graduating was was definitely the biggest accomplishment that I have so far and um you know just mentoring people from the same um background as me this all um okay okay uh, so you know, graduating from college, I can I can definitely see how that because that's that's a big time thing, man. I remember when I graduated from college, I was so excited. I didn't I didn't think I was gonna be able to make it, um, just because college can be tough. It's it's not made for everybody, but once you get there, you got to make the best out of it. And you know, the fact that you were able to do it, man, I give you big time props for that. Um, and when it comes to like, you know. Motivating yourself, you've got to really motivate yourself and inspire yourself while you're in college because mm-hmm. it, take, it, take, it takes a really big toll on you. Uh, so while you were in college, man, you know, you go through these different phases of growth, right? Because I know yeah. for sure myself, I went through different phases of growth. Can, can you kind of expand on some of the different things you kind of grew upon yourself and uh, why, what made you feel like you're, you're different from anybody else? Man, so... Um... First, second, and third year of college, I felt like I was living a life. Um, you know, I was just doing what the next person would always wanted to do, partying, um, um, to getting money, um, hanging out with females and stuff like that. But toward the end of my college career, um, I was actually having a conversation with my pops and um, he was pretty much telling me about keeping commandments, um, more specifically about um, the dietary law and the Sabbath day and the Bible. So, again, toward the end of, of uh, my college career, I don't know, I started to read the Bible a little bit more and I felt like something was missing started having conversations with my pops, but I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really feeling it, man. I I grew up in a household where, um, we went to church on Sat on Sunday, not the Sabbath, which is on Saturday. And in regards to, um, eating, you know, I didn't adhere to the dietary law in the Bible. So when he's telling me, you know, we got to start doing these things, I'm like, what the heck? We didn't grow up like this. And on top of that, why are you trying to change now? Yeah. So, I don't know. That kind of just sparked a little interest. I started going to church more often and just reading the Bible heavily. And I would try to show them scriptures. And every time I try to prove them wrong, he would show me a scripture that would have me stumped. And then, um, you know, I'm the type of person that's always trying to 
uh, be right. I'll just be honest. So, I don't know. It's forced me to keep going back in the scriptures. Um, I see no more verse. I'm cool on that. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to read this whole book for myself and whatever God want me to do, I'm going to do it. But I really said that, I really said that <laughs> just to uh, find a way to prove him wrong. I, I didn't really want to, I wasn't really open to keeping the Sabbath for the dietary law. Fast forward, so I finished reading the whole Bible through, and I realized I was not only wrong about everything, I was lied to about a plethora of things. Mm-hmm. Not only when the Sabbath was, but you know the dietary law because in Isaiah, I'm I'm just gonna just reference them fairly quickly. So, and the dietary no, take your, law. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Okay, cool. So, once I started reading the whole Bible through, I realized, whoa, you know, God said He's gonna kill people once He comes back for not adhering to this dietary law, which is in Isaiah 66, and then. I started seeing um, these Sabbath verses pop up more and more and more. I've seen in Luke chapter 4, Jesus kept the Sabbath on different occasions. And then after he died, Paul kept the Sabbath. Then the question came to my mind, if we try to practice the Ten Commandments to a T, not to kill, not to steal, not to lie, simple things that the government is founded upon, why, as believers, why are we adhering to not killing, not stealing, not lying, et cetera, et cetera? But when it comes to the Sabbath day, there's a blind eye towards it. So pretty much we're cherry picking what we want to do in terms of what God says to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So once I found out about all that, man. Man, my whole mindset towards everything started changing. I kind of got angry. I spoke to my pastors and I said, hey, man, like, what's going on? Why are you not teaching me correctly? Because, you know, you're supposed to have the answers when it comes to the Bible. But it really seems like you're leading people astray. Yeah. Then from then on, I started just seeking more truth in regards to the Bible and praying earnestly. And God revealed a lot of things to me, gave me a lot of understanding of the Bible. And ever since then, I made it uh, a point in my life just to uh, encourage people to read for themselves. Because if I didn't read for myself, I would never have known what I know right now about the Bible. I, I wouldn't have the same mindset that I do in life. You know, this new mindset that I have, it changed the way that I eat, the way that I talk, the way that I conduct myself around other people. Mm-hmm. This is a complete 180. So, um, yeah, that's that's everything in a nutshell for that answer. Well, so, you know, you, you spoke about uh, how, you know, after you read the Bible and you kind of had like a complete 180 on uh, your perception and stuff. And one, I'll say I respect you for that. That's, uh, that's a big time thing. Not a lot of people can uh, own up to that and give themselves the the credibility and understanding. Like, you know, if you're going to read something and be, by, be about it, then do it. If you're not, then don't go half-ass on it. You go, go 100%. So, right. now after, so now after, like, you were, you know, exposed to that, um, have you kind of found yourself in terms of you understanding the essence of your own existence? Like, like giving you your purpose, like what's your purpose? At? Do you feel like you've now come to a pinpoint of that? Oh yeah. Um, um, so there's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter twelve, verse thirteen, um, and I'd rather just quote it verbatim. It's it's pretty short. So, um, give me about five seconds. Hold on one second. Yeah. 
Okay, so it pretty much says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So I know that the job that God wants me to do is fear him. You know, you got to have you got to have faith in um, God first in order to fear him. And then you got to keep his commandments. Yep. So that's my duty. And then what comes along with that duty is just spreading his word with everyone else, because um, in John 14, verse 15, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So in order for me to show my love for God. I'm going to keep his commandments and in order for in order for me to help other people show their love I'm going to tell them about the commandments so they'll be able to show their love for God. So um simply put my job my purpose in life is just to fulfill God's will, you know, and that's by fearing him and keeping his commandments. Fearing him first because um just like I'll, I'll give an example. If you're a kid and you got parents, if you don't fear your parents growing up, guess what? <laughs> you're going to grow up and society is going to humble you mightily. Because if you don't want to listen to your parents say at a young age, you're going to be reckless. You're not going to have any morals. You're not going to cold in life. Now, if you can't fear the one who brought this world into existence, there is no hope, you know, mm-hmm. because he's asking you to do simple things. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't desire what the next person has. Simple things. Now, if you don't fear God, you're going to kill. You're going to steal and you're going to disobey and you're going to live a life of chaos. You know, so pretty much, man, that's my purpose, man. Just fearing God, keeping his commandments and spreading his word because I don't know how long I'm going to be here, you know. While I'm here, I'm trying to make it um, worthwhile and I want to have a good report because uh, I know one day I'm going to die. I just don't know when. So just make sure I'm ready. Okay. So, you know, it's the fact that you you own up to that and believe that, that's, uh, that's outstanding, man. And as something you pinpointed on, you know, you got to listen, listen to your elders, uh, not because, you know, they're always right, but because, you know, they have more experiences of like being wrong. Yeah. Uh, and you really touched upon that on uh, where you talked about how you're not only being a servant, but you're also being a leader in your own, in your own way. You're, you're serving for what you believe in and still holding, holding yourself true to these uh, beliefs and these virtues that are applicable everywhere right so in terms of like you yourself right now uh, where you're at in life right well uh, when it comes to like you doing things do you find yourself reading the scripture before you do something to give yourself like the purpose of that morale or you feel it innately like you just like i'm ready to go and you know i, I got the word with me at all times how do you how do you go along with that well um before, um, okay, I'll just put it like this. So every week, um, you know, I always make it a habit of reading, reading yeah. the Bible so I can mm-hmm. know what God wants from me. Um, after hours and hours and days and days spent on reading, you know, and praying that God helps me retain these verses, these verses do stay up in my head. So before making decisions, um, there are verses that pop up in my head, like, shoot, um, um, there's a verse in Hebrews 10, 26 that says, if you willfully sin, um, pretty much knowing the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for you. So pretty much if I go out and I sin will, and I know the truth, there's just no chance for me. And this will pop up if I'm thinking about maybe cheating, if I'm thinking about, shoot, stealing stealing from somebody. Anytime there's like a wrong thought in my head, verses like that pop up in my head to stop me from doing what I what is wrong. Yeah. Um, now, if there's like an important decision I have to make, for example, um, 
there's a, I received a job offer upon graduation out here. And, um, um, you know, I, I sought count, I sought counsel for it. So I asked people around me and I first prayed to God for some uh, guidance on it. So, you know, especially for big decisions, I always pray that God helps me, uh, find out what I need to do just so I won't make a silly decision because there's so many times when I made, or I thought I was making a, a good decision. I didn't um, consult God with it. And now I'm like regretting it big time, you know? So definitely verses pop up in my head. And um, if they don't pop up in my head, you know, I'm praying about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's well said, man. I'm glad you uh, you keeping that true to yourself, and you know you're you're a living example of what it means to stay in true to yourself. You know, so keep that up, keep it pushing, and keep it going. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, you graduated college. You're now in nursing school. Uh, you know, you you've done a lot of things. So, do you have like anything that you're proud of so far that you've been able to accomplish? You know, apart from what you said about being able to, to read the scripture and find purpose in it. Like, is there anything else you've been able to do that you're proud of? Mm. I would say, uh, just mentoring, just, just mentoring kids whenever I get the chance to, mm-hmm. honestly, um, that's something that, that makes me proud. It's something that, makes me very happy because I know I'm actually impacting someone's life, you know, and, um, that's, that's really all I can say. That, that brings me joy. Just knowing I could, um, reverse, (laughs) reverse, uh, generational, generational curse that a kid might have. Yeah. Maybe a negative thought. Um, I, myself, I work with, um, um, children and adolescents in a, uh, behavioral mental behavioral unit. Um, at this hospital out here in Peoria. So anytime I get a chance to just uplift them, man, um, I'll definitely say that's my that's my uh, proud moment right there. Okay, that's you know I resonate with that because I've been doing the same thing. Like after I graduated, uh, you know, at some point I was like, oh, you know, I gotta get a job or this and do that. Like I was able to get myself into those spaces of you know corporate world and working those spaces. But in in for me personally, I still like felt like I was not doing the right thing. Like I felt my purpose was kind of to like be there for somebody and um mm-hmm. get, you know help somebody uh understand like the kind of like how they're going with things. And I've been doing that for the past couple of years now, it's just mentoring the youth and doing it and it's been amazing. Um doing it because one, you get to develop those relationships and those connections and at the same time you're building somebody and not only are you building them you're also building yourself because you you know as you you hear their experiences you see their experiences you see that and you you learn from them too and they also learn from you so it's kind of like a two-way street and you know shout out to you for that for the fact that you've been able to do that and i've been able to do that man and it's i can you you're right it does bring you joy some really great joy when stuff like that happens yeah, man, you like planting seeds, man. Right, <laughs> you know, it's uh, and you, and, you, and then you plant them, and you gotta water them. You keep, you, you know, you grow them. Yep. It's just the same thing. It, it will be just in return to you. You're growing, they're growing. It's a win-win for everybody. Yes, sir. Um, so my next question I would ask you: So, how would you describe yourself in like three words? Uh, man, I ain't trying to my horn. But people have told me, man, I'm kind of funny, um, respectable, mm-hmm. and caring. Okay. Funny, respectable, and caring. Yep. That's uh, I, well said, man. You know, I I do believe you when you say that. Um, you're a respectful inv- individual, and you you are very funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, and you do have, and with things that you're doing and things you said you can see the sense of caring that you have, which is amazing. So keep, keep, keep on, uh, always remember those three words, man. You know, sometimes people ask you about like, how do you, how would you describe yourself? 
And for me, I, I had a difficult time with you. The first time I was ever asked that question, I was like, how would I describe myself? But you can't mm-hmm. really know who you are unless you kind of mirror off other people sometimes. Even though you can yep. mirror off yourself and learn from yourself and figure out, like, this is who I am, there's still part, some parts of you that kind of need other people to kind of cater um, your growth and your sense of understanding of who you are. And the fact that yep. you're able to do that, keep keep doing that, man. Keep doing that. Yes, sir. Uh, so now let's, let's go back and touch upon um, your development in terms of the thing that gave you purpose. So if you, somebody was to ask you, let's say you were not, uh, you were never exposed to the Bible. How do you feel like you would be personally as a person? Um, if I wasn't exposed, man, I, I think I'll be low key grimy because before, <laughs> um, I feel like I was respectable for the most part, but I don't know, man. You know, when I when I when I wasn't living by a moral code, I didn't always have morals. I didn't really always have uh, strict morals to live by. So, you know, I think I'll probably lie a little bit more. It wasn't no crazy lies, but white lies that could lead up to some. Um, man, what else? Um, as far as like treating people, um, again, for the most part, I feel like I treated people good, but there were times when, um, I didn't treat people good, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't think I would, I don't think I would have been treating people as good. Uh, what else, man? Just like, I don't know. I feel like my integrity would have been lower. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Man, that's, man. that's the only thing that's just popping up in my head, man. Integrity. It would have been right. like in the in the freaking sewer. Yeah, you know, I totally see what you're saying because I I remember when I was first introduced to the to the Bible. I was a very young kid, and I was I was you know I was in question. I'm like, what is this that I'm reading? Like, you know, a lot of people have read it, and you know, they have their own virtues and understanding of it. And I, you know, I had to do it for myself. And yeah. I remember I used to just question it all the time. But then thinking thinking back at it now, um, well, one, I'm glad I was exposed to it because it gave me a structure for me, for me to structure myself. Because um, mm-hmm. I find, I, I, you know, I know that without it, there was some things about me that I wouldn't be who I am right now without right. the guidance and the structure of it. Which uh, I'm really glad you touched upon that, and you said you know it gives you a sense of integrity, and it's something for me too. It gave me a sense of uh, understanding of like uh, I don't want to say how to be a person, but just understanding how people work, and right. with with that comes you know the understanding like you can't understand people without understanding yourself first. So it really gave me that good balance of structure for myself, and it gave me virtues and you know, boundaries and standards to live by, uh, which is amazing, which is awesome. One more thing i like to add on that. Yeah. Um, so, um, upon reading, again, I, uh, um, so like the Bible is kind of based on um, uh, the nation of Israel and then mm-hmm. their interactions with other nations. But, um, man, in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the curses that would happen to um, the nation of Israel if they did not obey the commandments, starting at verse 15 to 68. And I found out that, um, you know, first, there are some fake Jews, according to Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 8, or verse 9. So when I was thinking, man, there's some fake Jews out there. I wonder who the real ones are. Mm. Um, I'll definitely save time, but forever for the people that's listening, just look at verse 64 because it said, these people were scattered all over the world. And in, in verse 68, it says they will scatter all over the world via slave ships and sold as female slaves and male slaves. Um, I know this opinion can be very divisive, but um, 
based on scriptures and historical evidence, I can definitely say that the so-called African-American today um, will be considered an Israelite. Not just the African-American, but everyone that was scattered abroad. And if I had not known that, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, of course, it gave me some sense of empowerment and more of a duty to fulfill my job. But if I had not known that, I wouldn't have known why these um, atrocities continue to happen to us and why I continue to protest. I'll do sit-ins. We'll do everything under the sun, try to change legislation. We'll do everything under the sun to try to change our plight. However, God is saying that we're in this situation because we chose not to obey his commandments. So he's putting all this evil upon us. If I had not read, then I would be in a continual, like, um, <laughs> mousetrap, like, or what is it called? A cheese race or whatever. Like, you search it. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I'm in a cycle. Tra- cycle. There you go. That's the word. I'm in a cycle of trying to find the answers, but I can't because. The answer is in the book, and he says that, man, you entered this covenant, and your ancestors entered this covenant. Mm. Just like a covenant is like a legal, um, legal agreement, like a contract. Yeah. So when you void that contract, aka the commandments, guess what? You gonna have to pay some type of fine, some type of restitution. You gonna have to endure these curses, which are sown in Deuteronomy twenty-eight. And if I had not known and read that, I would have continued life, like I said, with low integrity and just simply lost. Mm-hmm. Simply lost in a cycle, trying to change my plight, not able to do so because I don't read. And yeah. there's a saying in the black community, if you want to hide money from black people, put it in the book. <laughs> And that is so true because yeah, Malcolm X said he, that he's like, you know, hide something from black people, put it in a book. Man, that is the truest thing because, hey, again, for the people that that's listening, my Instagram is cold as clutch. I you can ask text. I'll be trying to just do little quizzes each day just so people could read. Yeah, just a little bit because you never know what that's going to do for somebody. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised how many times I'll present someone with facts, maybe a scripture or historical evidence outside of the Bible. And guess what? They simply don't want to read it. Yeah. And based off not reading, there's this harm in themselves because in order for us to know um, our present life and our present plight, we have to go back in the past Look at how we got this way. So, yeah, another yeah. long answer, but I just had to add the extras, man. I'm sorry. Oh no, I mean, you're, you're touching a good point because you know when you read, you you exercise your comprehension abilities and your analytical abilities. Um, it kind of gives you that uh, that ability to actually imagine, and it stimulates mm-hmm. you know your mind to to not be stagnant, but to actually expand and explore, and. The more you're aware, the better you are, kind of. Um, and, you know, right. it kind of it helps you when you when you decide to read something. It helps you re- also remember stuff. Uh, you're able to kind of stabilize your own emotions. Um, and, you know, just like you said, it's important to read because it's like a habit that kind of strengthens your your mental muscle. And, yep. you know, doing that is it's not in any way bad for you. In any way possible, you can strengthen your mental muscle is good. And at the same time, if you're d- doing that, and actually living by it, that's even better. Yep. So that's a good point that you touched upon that, and I really appreciate you for bringing that up. Um, so as we can, you know, as we come to an ending here, um, I got a couple more questions for you. Yes, so, sir. as you know, as a servant and as a leader yourself, um, do you think you're more of somebody who's a developer or more somebody who's a pursuer? Oh uh, man, I, I'll say. I say a developer. 
I want to set up. Um, well, right now I try to set up um, um, ways in which people. Well, I, again, this is just talking about for the Bible, but I'm going to give another example outside of the Bible. I try to set up little quizzes or little study nights, or just different methods into which people can read and gain knowledge about mm -hmm. the scriptures. Yep. Outside of the book, um, I held many um, positions, um, especially like throughout college. And uh, I don't know, I always, <laughs> I guess I, I guess it's the control freak in me, but I like developing and being in control and just, you know, distributing the wealth. Yeah, you know, um, you're touching a good point right there. Um, you you want to have a sense of ownership. Yeah. So it, you know, let me, let's let's kind of dive into that. So like, let's say for, uh, for our black community, you know, um, historically in, in this country, you know, it's kind of been demoralizing on how things have kind of transpired. Um, mm -hmm. And do you like? How do you feel about this sense of ownership? being something that we can all transpire as black people. How do you feel we can do that? Like to have that sense of ownership, man, how well, shoot. Hey, <laughs> uh, my people got to want it for themselves, man. You know, yeah. it's kind of yeah. hard to, to want to be owners when you're trying to taste, um, when you're trying to be like the next freaking Cardi B or you just looking up to, um, how do I put it? Like, Instagram celebrities or like rappers or I'll be honest, man. I don't see how they gonna motivate you to be an owner. That's just mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. You know yeah. the people that we got on TV, like the the athletes, whatever it may be, like the leaders that we have today. Me personally, I don't see how they're pushing ownership. And hey, man, it's a lot of sheep. And every different type of people, mm -hmm. you know, they're not being fed with the right information. And since they're not being fed with the right information, there's already a lot of people who are not going to go out and try to be owners of themselves. Mm -hmm. So, man, this got to be motivated, man. Maybe uh, turn TV off, open up a book, mm. look in history like, dang, this is how they done it? Okay. Okay, this is how I could do it in, in uh, 2021. You know, yeah. I, me, I always say, man, look at the past. Look at the past, see how people done it, because they already have a, a framework laid out. Yeah. We just got to just use that same framework and then twist it up to how we want it. You know, it's uh, as you touched upon it when it comes to, like, history. Um, So, uh, in, in regarding to the Bible, it's, like, I used to always, like, wonder sometimes, like, because uh, I used to, you know, I read about slavery in the Bible itself, right? And then mm -hmm. I also read about slavery, you know, in school and stuff and, you know, learned about how slavery happened um, in the transatlantic slave trade. So I remember I, I studied abroad when I was in college. I went to Ghana. I mm. went I went to uh, there for like a summer and I visited one of the slave dungeons, actually, one of the places where they used to have slaves as captives or where they stored mm -hmm. them, and, you know, it's like, it was like this big fort. I forgot the name of the fort, but it's like, it, you can, like, find it on Google somewhere. Um, and I remember, so I was in the slave dungeon where they actually stored the people. This place was dark. You know, this place was dark. But something to me that was really weird was that they, the church was right on top of that place. Like the, mm. ch like, the church was right above where the slaves were being put on, like, where they were being held hostage this church right. is right on top and you know it made me question like what the hell is the point of this like if, if you're a believer in this but at the same time right below you you're doing this you know it's kind of being hypocritical but yep. then I, I had to i had to now and now i had to look at it from a different perspective i had you know this it wasn't a popular perspective once i figured i got figured out like yeah, it's it sounds very wrong to have a church right on top of where you're holding people hostage and stuff like that. But then if you think about it, you have it right on top of and you know, they can hear what's going on there. And I I personally feel like if I was in that position of where now I was 
in that dungeon and the church right on top of me. And that's all I could hear. That's what I had to like, that's the only thing I can like live and build and structure myself around because everything else I was structured around was just being confined. And I had to look, I looked at it from this perspective to the point where I felt like I should not be thinking like this, but I feel like maybe that thing was there because also at the same time, it gave those people a sense of, uh, uh, you know, belief. It, it gave them something to hear something to kind of make them live for. Um, but still at the same time, uh, it was still like very haunting and demoralizing to hypocritical. me. Hypocritical. Hypocritical yeah. to like have a church right on top of that. But at the same time, if I look at it, you know, that might've been a difference maker for some people who, just at the end of the day, just didn't have that faith or that feeling of there's going to be another day. They just, it just wasn't there. And I had to look at it to where maybe that church being on top of there, maybe gave them that motivation and aspiration. But I don't think that was the reason why they did that. But I had to, look, <laughs> I, I had to look at it from a perspective of like, you know, yeah, that just looks wrong. It does not look humane. But at the same time, if I'm going to look at it from a positive outline, you know, put from a positive outlook, there's not much to get out of that positively. But what I can say is that there was that structure that they had there where they had the church there. And even though they might have been hypocritical to it, but I'm going to give it to the benefit of the doubt that that maybe was something that gave some of those people who were being confined there some sort of faith. Um, and I know it's not... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. And you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a popular thing, you know, to see, to look at it like that. But at the same time, like, even though there's so many, <laughs> I can't get anything positive from that. But I had to find, yeah. I had to <laughs> find something where I'm like, you know what? Now I can see the positivity in that, in a sense. But at the end of the day, that that shit was just wrong. This shit was just wrong to me. But, yeah. And all I'm gonna say is, look, hey, I'm gonna say a couple things. So, um, and I'm just going to say the scriptures real quick. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, it talks about people who know God, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that know God are the ones that keep his commandments. But in verse 4, it says, uh, I'm a, I got to read it verbat- verbatim. Verse 4, it says, he that saith I know him and keep it not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So, hey, man, it's a whole bunch of liars. Yep. And you know the the biggest liars out there? They have a Bible in front of them, and they say they know God, and they say that they love God. Yeah. But, hey, um, love, man, like I tell people, I told the kids today, love is shown by action, not mm. by words. Because mm-hmm. you can have a wife, and guess what? She can say, Man, like I, I love you. I love you to the moon and back. But if she going, uh, going out every Thursday to get uh to mess with some other dude, and she try to creep right under you, you know she don't really love you, right? Nope. So with that being said, um, just like all the white slave owners that profess to be Christians that um sold people, so watch this. Even the Bible is against that. A lot of people yeah, don't know. Yeah, so yeah, in yeah. um in Exodus twenty one, verse uh sixteen, it says, And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. So people were supposed to get death sentences if I were to steal you and sell you like property. Mm. But then again, if you take away the ability for these people to read the Bible, mm-hmm. they, hey, guess what? They gonna think you you the real holy people, or they gonna be like, man, you know what? This yep. church is on top. This church is on top of this hellhole that I'm in, and it's just, it's it's just giving me faith. I just know it's we gonna have we gonna have hope. I don't even gotta read the scriptures. These people. They are just holy because they say they they say they holy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to add that, man. Like you know, hey, if I'm killing somebody, but I got a, a Jesus loves you <laughs> on my shirt, some something's up. Some yeah, something is not adding up there because <laughs> that's that's in you're pretty much going against the commandments. 
No doubt. Exactly. Dallas man. should not kill. Um, and I'm stealing people, but I'm saying I'm holy. It's just it's funny, man. Yeah, that, to it's me, funny. that's to, it still hasn't it still hasn't made sense to me. And and even though there's there can be all this research, all this academic literaries on what's going on, but in, in essence, is the actions that you're doing are not parallel to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, man. Um, so as a so last question as before we conclude today, man. And uh, for anybody out there listening, stay tuned for Christian being on here more. And you guys will hear more of him talking about this. But today we gotta as we come to a conclusion, one more question. Actually, two more questions for you. Keep uh, coming, bro. So if if you if you were to have yourself a quote that you know to be stamped in history what would that quote be repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that is the gospel that jesus preached a lot of people don't know about it Mm. but that's what that's all i'm gonna say man repent stop being a a liar stop being a cheater like me stop being a whoremonger like i was (laughs) stop doing this stuff because even if you throw the bible out it's not even cool to be like cheating on your girl or lying to your homie is stealing, or you have hate in your heart to, towards your brother or something like that. You know, this stuff, man, just repent. Just stop doing all this stuff, man. Yeah. That kingdom is coming to earth. A lot of people think that we going up to heaven when we die, but Jesus said, hey, no one has ever went to heaven except himself. Mm. In fact, he actually going to reign on earth for a thousand years, and it's clear in the Bible, but then again, I say it, I sound crazy until I read it. So, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is my quote. Mm. You know, when you say that, it makes me think about the uh, the importance of forgiveness. And that's just what I, you know, when you said that, that's the first thing that came to mind is how important it is to forgive yourself and forgive others. You mm-hmm. know, God is going to forgive you too, but you got to own up to your own um, mistakes and your own blemishes. And right. even it, it, for, you know, I, I believe that you can't, nobody's perfect. There's nobody perfect. If you're a perfect person, then shit, find me and I, I would love to see how that is. But, the, the, you know, having those blemishes and those moments of feeling like this is not, you know, going the right way, it's okay to have those. But as long as you have that structure within who you are as a person and you're able to understand that for yourself, just like you said, repent. And, you know, what I'm going to, I guess, conclude to by saying today is, you know, the importance of believing in something and in yourself, you know, it's, you should always, uh, you should never be in question of yourself because if you're in question, because I remember when I used to question sometimes the, the Bible and the scripture, I would find myself as I'm questioning those things, like I am not living by the standard that I just read by or the structure Mm. that I just read by. And I can't be doing that when it comes to myself. And, you know, when you question yourself, you're pretty much putting yourself in a position of doubt and no one wants to, you know, doubt themselves. You know, in the Bible, we have what is the the famous story of the doubting Thomas. Yeah. And how he, I guess, doubted, uh, but related this back to, I guess, the individual person, um, I understand that, you know, there are other things that are, you know, out there for us to do and engage in. However, you should always engage and put yourself in a position of how you can grow. It's not being selfish. You know, it's called being focused and giving yourself a standard and a structure. And you talked about, you know, you found that structure and you got that purpose in you to stay focused. Um you know, it's about believing in the fact that you have faith in yourself because, you know, you can't have you can have something, but you got to have actual faith in that thing. And right. one thing one thing I will ensure um, is, you know, that you should never let someone else deter you from your own belief, even though, you know, we live in a world full of hypocrisy and stuff. Your own belief is yours. But at the same time, is it for good deeds and is it for good virtue? You know, you can have all these beliefs for yourself, but are these things in relativity to positivity? That's kind of what it is. That's kind of how I see it. Um, so 
actually, you know, it's funny. I remember, so I, I was, I just did a podcast with uh, somebody recently, uh, uh, and they have this slogan of keep it pushing, keep it pushing. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's what they're saying. And it's really, really important. It's really like, just when I hear that, it's like, when you read a scripture, the goal of you reading that scripture is to see a light in something, not to see the darkness. It You're in a dark position trying to find the light and you got to keep it pushing to find that light. And that's just how I see yep. it now. Um, so, you know, for anyone out there actually that has, uh, I don't know if you heard I don't know, Aristotle. I know this is not, you know, anything relevant to uh, the Bible or anything like that, but for anyone that has heard Aristotle is if you have like if you but if you haven't I urge you to check him out he's a big time philosopher back in the day um and he he once said there is always a reason for everything that happens you know your experiences are designed to shape you define you and hopefully grow you into that mightiest you possible and you know becoming the best version of yourself enables you to kind of inflict the same type of energy upon your environment you know your peers and anything else your presence engages into and you know for you christian for the fact that you, for what you said it's clear that what you're doing you know your presence is engaged into what you're doing and what you're believing in and i hope for people out there that have listened to us today can kind of take something away from what you said from this conversation and uh kind of build that structure uh, for themselves and believing in themselves. Um, but that's all I got on that. Uh, you got anything else you want to add before uh, we come to an end here? No, nah, man. I just want to say, hey, thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak, man. Um, you know, like you already said, we got something in common, man. We're just trying to help people out, you know, yeah. fill the void that um, our community needs. So, again, just thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Um. So, you know, there's no one else out there that can live for you. You know, people can live through you, but they can never walk in your footsteps or your own experiences or, you know, expeditions. But you can also find, you can create a path for yourself um, and help somebody right next to you. Um, you know, love, what is that saying? Love thy neighbor? I forgot how to say yep. it correctly. Love thy neighbor like you love yourself. Yeah, love thy neighbor as you love yourself. So, um. But yeah, that's all we got for today, man. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. You know, as we always say, stay in true to yourself, pursue your dream, seize the day, and uh, stay tuned for more. And peace out, y'all. Peace.